When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Doesn't it seem like everybody and the mother has a podcast? Oh, oh, so I started a podcast with my mom. We wanted a theme song so you could sing along. The show it starts now. Oh, is that coffee or tea? Coffee. Yummy. All right, hold on. Don't get dizzy. I'm gonna. I will remove one one layer. <laughs> okay. Hi. Good to see you. See you too. Happy day. Happy day. I'm looking forward to the um, open, the tennis open in NYC. Well, in Flushing Meadows. You know where the where the um, the Men in Black was filmed, where they show the big earth sculpture from the World's Fair of yeah. 60-something? 65. 65. It, so uh, it was the World's Fair, I believe, where It's a Small World was debuted. <gasps> wow. Another connection. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. 1964-1965. Wow. Yeah. It had a a speakerphone there. A telephone that was a speaker. I think it was a there was something special. I'm sure it was a speakerphone. And we therefore expected this to show up very soon after that. And of course it did not. Speakerphone or video phone? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. <laughs> I just don't remember. So wait, you're talking about watching the tennis US Open that's I'm taking place at Arthur Ashe Stadium? Yes. Yes. Okay. Nice. Anyway, so that so that's exciting. Look at this. Um, Total coincidence. Speaking of, it's a small world and World's Fair. Oh, that's nice. Nice. Sitting out of an Epcot mug that was made for the uh, opening of Epcot. This this mug is almost as old as I am. <laughs> that's great, Epcot. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, well, what a great time it was last week to have Bevan on the show. I've, I've listened to that episode and I've gotten, not about you, but such positive feedback. And it was such a delight to have her. And uh, I thought you did a great job. It was so cool to, to have a guest and have it go so well. Thank you. Um, you're, you're a good interviewer. And, um, you know, everything's easy with, with Bevan, kind of like Mary Poppins, speaking of. Um, All right of Sherman music. It's, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's delightful. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad that, that we did it. And she's very inspirational. And even though I follow her on Instagram and on fat kid dance party, you know, it reminds me, get up and move. Don't just yeah. there. move, move the body parts, jump up and down. Even though I watch her, so I think I know a lot about her philosophy and her view of, of the world. 
Um, I, I made notes on a couple of things she said during our show that really mm. helped me that I really like. So yeah, she was delightful. I uh, thought you did a great job interviewing her as well. The idea of when in her class, somebody feels awkward, they're instructed to yell out, I feel awkward and everyone else is instructed to applaud for them. I, I, I just love that so much. I think it's so great. That's, and then I said to her, can I just like do that during the day in real life? She sure, said, yes, yeah, exactly. Sure. It, it, you know, especially now where some people are very stressed about what's going on um, with the virus, what virus? There are times where this just, if you say that and you announce it, I think it, it can really bring you down to a better level, mm. a, a quieter level. So it's yeah. going to be um, tough to find, to find somebody to interview who's as like on the mark as Bevan. I think we set ourselves up for a challenge <laughs> to, to find our next set, set of guests who can, who can uh, achieve what she achieved. But it's a good challenge. And I started to look through my contact list with the lens of like who's who's next and i started to i mean i'm it's and there's not many candidates there's very interesting people and some people i forgot were on my contact list but there were oh maybe no and i started to play this game of like what if we went through our contact lists and if they don't make a good guest we delete them from our contact lists <laughs> like we don't we don't talk to them again <laughs> Well, I look up something occasionally on my contacts. Um, I need a plumber. Mm -hmm. Well, plumber's not a, a good example because I have a great plumber here in California. But I need, um, I don't know, whatever, carpenter. So I look up carpenter and I see references from Philadelphia, from LBI, from New York, <laughs> and maybe from Santa Monica. Right. And, it's, and then I think, should I delete those other ones? I don't even know if these people are where they are, or what they're doing, but do I delete? Well, I have a, probably most of my contacts could be deleted because um, if it's, if it's trades and I don't, you know, I don't live in Philadelphia, so I probably won't need the name, but somehow I don't think I should get rid of these names. I don't know why. The only carpenter I have in my contact, I wanted to see if I had any legacy contacts. The only carpenter I have in my contact list is a, a fellow whose daughter uh, is like a celebrity, but I met them 15 years ago when she was a, a child. Uh, she's on like some TV shows now and has put out an album, uh, but I have no actual carpenters. But like, if you have a carpenter from Philadelphia, you might never need them again. Or one day someone might say to you, I need a recommendation from, for a carpenter. I'll bet you know someone and I'll get a pull out that name and I don't know. But the, the litmus test of like, if they don't make a good guest, I'm not going to, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, plugged, I plugged my car, my phone into the uh, car and was fussing with it. And it called the first person on my contact list who happens to be this woman I worked with for a year, 18 years ago. And it just starts ringing. And I'm like, I don't know why we're calling Valerie Abbott. I mean, she's a lovely woman. It'd be fine to have called her, but it was like, what it was sheer <laughs> panic it was like ah i don't know I, was like, I don't want to talk to this random person i'm sure she's i hope she's doing well but i didn't mean the caller hi valerie <laughs> i was on a phone call it might have been with you recently and i did my thumb move did i i, I don't know what happened 
often with my phone. I don't know what happened. The next thing I knew, I was inviting somebody else in my contact list to join the call. Then I got, you know, a little paranoid, like, well, and I, I hit the red button to stop it. But I was like, I, I, like I said, I think it was you. I said, hang up. I'll call you back. I have to start. Oh, yeah. And you texted and it was me like. somebody that I never would have called. I don't even know who this person was. It was great. You texted me like a full eight minutes later or something. And you were like, we're not still on FaceTime, are we? And I was like, no, we're very much not. <laughs> oh, it's FaceTime, right? Very much not on a call right now. <laughs> it's like, like I, had I don't to, think so. I had to close everything that was open on my phone to be sure I didn't have anything still. Because you, know, you never know. Uh, uh, so I got, uh, uh, my girlfriend a gift as part of her birthday, uh, that I want to show to you as part of our show and tell today. So, you know, the jam, the jam and jelly company. Um, I mean, a lot of people have this product. Bon, bon mama. I think I'm saying this correctly. You know, this guy, yes. Bunch of yes. so I was on the internet and I saw that Bon Maman, and if I'm saying it wrong, I apologize to them and French speakers across the globe. Uh, they apparently once a year put out a, an advent calendar where each of the days of the advent um, have a different tiny jam in them. And so I was like, what is this? Uh, I knew she'd love it. And spoiler alert, she did. So I'm going to show this to you. This is so adorable you know it's intended for christmas but it came out in august september it's rather large and then it opens up into this winter wonderlands situation and you might not be able to tell oh if you're listening to us please go to our youtube channel when you're there hit subscribe uh our mother has a podcast this is a visual moment uh, and then you can see that we did not wait or go in order but if you start with like a random day. Oh, they all pop open. They all is perforations. And in each one of them is oh, a little precious. mini precious jam. This one. Oh, it's a gift box of little mini orange, jams. Orange cinnamon spread. So each day there's 27 or eight. I'm, I'm Jewish. I'm not sure how many days are on the advent. 24. Oh, 24 days. That's right. Um, and so we started in September and this is it. I thought you'd get a kick out of it. I'm not it is stunning. They're not paying for this. It's, it's September. Um, you don't know them, but I just thought you had to see this. It was really cute. It has like a number and perforations. It's first of all, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautifully done. It's done with love. I don't know who created it or thought of it, but no one who they like cared. You can tell they care about their customers. It's cool. It's it's delightful. It's the lovely. Would make great gifts for all kinds of people. Totally. Totally. I want to go back a second a moment. Uh, uh go back a second. A moment ago you said uh you're speaking about Bevan, the idea of the sort of I feel awkward and yelling out and having that be received by people cheering for it. Um, yeah. as a mechanism to sort of like center yourself in, in trying times. You've had a bit of a, a mantra statement for a number of weeks or months at this point that I, I we might as well about the show. We share it, we share it with our listeners. Yes. Um, because some, there are t multiple times during the day where I like, all right, don't freak out. 
What is everything going to be? Um, okay. And I take a minute and I remind myself, I remind myself, first of all, I check in and make sure it's true right here, right now I'm safe. And really that's, that's all we ever can do. It's just things have become the, the things that wrap thing, people and things and experiences have been peeled away mm. and things it's exposed. Now it's kind of like, ah, oh, shit, anything could happen. Yeah. I don't mean that in a good way, yeah. but it, it, it's, it's, um, it's hyper intensified. But if I can remind myself right now, right here, I'm safe. And if I can't, then I, I will pay attention to that thing. That that's, I can't, Believe me, if I could control any of these things, I would have done it differently. It's been very but, helpful. It's a mantra. And I'm calling it, it a mantra. I don't know if you call it a mantra, but it's something that I, I think is I like, like really great. I've shared it with a number of people. I've also, um, I've, I've borrowed it and, and, and massaged it a little bit and made it a song title. So I'm working on this batch of songs that I've not spoken about, um, but I'm almost finished. I'm going to share it soon. Uh, and it's a project called Tropical Depressions. And it is a, an instrumental, no words, no vocals, an instrumental album that I created with myself that is an expression of my pandemic experience and feelings from March 2020 to about March 2021. And so it's kind of all over the map. It's almost like a, a, a sonic mixtape. So some of it sounds like a song. Some of it sounds like a little interstitial. It's not for me to... It's not like a traditional song cycle. It's more mixtape um, palette. And one of the songs that had a um, placeholder title I recently renamed Right Here, Right Now, You Are Safe. So I switched the you. you. So you'll see that. I'll live live on in this song. (laughs) You will. Oh, you're in a bunch of these songs, but you'll, yeah. (laughs) So I'll play it. That's great. That's great. Also, thank you. Oh, thank you. I was going to play it for you and for the oh, crew, you. but I think, no, thank you. But I think I will oh, wait because I'm, I'm uh, almost finished mixing, mixing and mastering the album. So I think a week or two from now, I'll be sharing it in no ways. Oh, that, I'll look forward to that. That's great. Thank you. You really didn't skip a beat on your, on your music. It's been terrific. Uh, I would, I, I like the pun. I would, I maintain and I mean, <laughs> I lean into it more. It was a a perfect storm of time on my hands, not going anywhere, having built up and banked a bunch of song sketch ideas, and also the previous number of years getting good at producing with, you know, technically technically learning the the, the process of mixing and mastering and... um, it was this convergence of all these things. And so um, I will, I will throw up a picture here. I will put up a picture here uh, on the we'll show. Throw the I will, I will <laughs> toss up, put up. It's very like, uh, like um, David Lynch or like Andy Warhol. Like it's an exhibit at like MoMA where the artist like throws up a picture and has to like, <laughs> show, show it to everybody. 
Um, Maria Abramovich's regurgitation this fall at MoMA. <laughs> oh, now you'll start something in the art world. Ugh. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if it'll make you feel better or worse, let you know that vomit artistry predates this conversation. <laughs> I don't even want to. I will put I'm up. I'm sorry, I centered on it. I will edit and put up a picture of <laughs> my um, Bolton board wall where I've I finally reorganized everything. And I've I've taken all the song ideas and various stages. And I'm, oh, this this song belongs to this set. These sets belong to this cycle. This cycle belongs to this. You know, this is me as an, a, a person. This is maybe an artist name. This is like soundtrack stuff. Uh, it looks like I'm solving a um, crime because it's a bolt board with note cards and I, I have like string that sort of denotes like what areas belong to what. It looks like I'm about to crack the case. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's a, it's a good part of me for moving around so much. It's, um, it's a good a style to harness your creativity and keep track of it. It's been, uh, you know, you say like I use the time well or it was a, it was a, I didn't skip a beat. And like I said, I think it was, like it saved me from a lot of turmoil, a lot of angst and a lot of um, outward expression of pain uh, that I've been able, to, been able to, to focus some of that into the, into the stuff I've made. And there's these different categories and I'll stop talking about myself in a second. The idea that like the Aminal Song collection, which were more lighthearted, esoteric, sort of bizarre, silly stuff was a channeling of that madness, right? So a feeling of not being able to go somewhere because I like skipped town to lay low during a pandemic the choice is to make like a heaviosity song about that. Like, oh my God, it's feeling or to make it like about a raccoon, right? So I've had, I've had a couple of divergent but similar expressions of the same experiences. So there's this bang, this batch of like very, I hesitate to call them silly, but lighthearted, you know, comedy things. And there's stuff like tropical depressions, which is made at the same time, you know? So like a coup happens, a coup attempt the first coup attempt happens and one song is a joke, but the next day or that same day, I'm writing a song about the feeling of watching something like a coup attempt happen. So there's, there's a dissociation, but it's also part of the same batch. It's pretty, pretty fascinating time. Uh, I hadn't thought of it like that, but it's true. So many strong occurrences and therefore responses and thoughts came in we were bombarded with so much stuff and that's one of the challenges um i've gotten my mail my email a lot i've unsubscribed from many 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 things sometimes i had to unsubscribe four or five times and i did and now when i open up my mail it's like oh i don't have anything today Wonderful. Um, some things I keep, even their advertising clothes, I'm not actually buying them, but like, well, I might miss something if I get rid of it. And it's kind of fun. <clears throat> and I do check the news probably twice a day. And, you know, you get all kinds of th- things thrown at you. Um, but I'm checking faster and shorter, more condensed. Yeah. And I find myself now reaching for the phone to check things. Oh, and Instagram. There are some artists that I follow on Instagram that seeing their art fills me up, gives me ideas. It's interesting and different things. And um, 
also um, the I have to think of his name. The person that we saw one of your birthday presents last year was um, a video following of Northern Lights. And I follow him and it's delightful. I, I, a live tour. We got a live from Iceland. I can look up the name. But, um, I, sh I just I hadn't thought of it before. Anyway, he's he's terrific. I can mention the name another time. And he's interesting, but there's ads now. I have There's been ads the whole time. I have more ads than I have like things coming up. Because you're following so all now, the people you want, and it's only artists, so you don't have a whole gunky timelines. So they filled it with ads. Well, I also have friends and family in there, but uh, if you go to the top on Instagram, to the circles, to the reels, people post videos. And those are the best. They're short, they're succinct, they're interesting, or they're not. It's check-ins. So I pretty much go to those every day, and they're fun. I'm going to get you logged into the Everybody and the Mother Has a Podcast TikTok account, because Reels on Instagram is Instagram trying to rip off TikTok. Just like YouTube's, uh, what are they calling it? Shorts is YouTube's attempt to rip off TikTok. Because last week, TikTok surpassed Facebook and YouTube for most engagement, most time in, in America. So yeah, I really want to spend that much time on TikTok. <laughs> now the reason I want, I, I'm suggesting it. No, you can, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do, but there, there'd be two things. One is you'd be logged in as our show. So anything you do would be in service of the show. Maybe you'd start okay. posting for us. Maybe start posting. Um, and it's much different. The stuff that you're enjoying, that feeling of very short, lighter, interesting is, uh, I think, what you'll find on TikTok in a way that Instagram is like everybody faking the funk. And I, I think Instagram's exhausting and terrible. I don't, I don't mess with Instagram. Um, wait, 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 pause. I'm overloading with all this information. If I may say, when I look at the reels, I see my new great niece, because Katie posts reels with her. I see trainer Anthony's kids, which I mean, this is, these are my favorite shows. I think it might be Katie's birthday. What? I think it might be Katie's birthday. So TikTok would be strangers doing things. I don't want to go down rabbit holes. Why do you think it's strangers? It's Katie's birthday. Oh, Katie, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Far afterwards. Are we allowed to say how old she is? No, probably not. I don't think so. I had a birthday last week. I didn't tell anybody how old I am. Although I think at this point it's obvious. No, it's not. So the main main point I'm getting to is now when I go to the phone, it's like I read I read the Times, whatever I want to read in the Times. I've checked the stock the stock market. I check like you know more often. I've read the um, the local news from Spectrum One, <laughs> and I've gone to the reels. Oh, here's a picture of of Ellie on a tractor with Katie. I mean, this is why I go on to it. And then at some and I'm at some point I go on to check and I think there's nothing, I don't have anything to check. And then I go to my entertainment screen and I pick the New York Times um, mini puzzle and I do a couple puzzles, word puzzles, you know, which I think are fun also. Really fun. What's your record? Oh, I don't know. 0.56. What's that mean? Oh, like 56 seconds? 
Yeah, but usually it's much longer. It's like three minutes. Like I have no idea what any of these are. And I actually solved the, pro- the puzzle and it's like, it's oh, I didn't know that. So it's also a learning experience for me and that's fine. Anyway, I like everything about it. So now when I go to the phone and I say, you know, there's really, you did this already, it put it down. Yeah. And I pick up a book and I start reading my book. Oh, congratulations. Oh my goodness. That's great. I love that. I might actually finish this one and move to another one tomorrow. <laughs> I put myself on a Twitter timeout recently. Just, I haven't, I don't typically post, but I consume it uh, voraciously. And there's always something to be upset about. That's the other thing. I don't get upset reading my book. Always. I'm not trying to be ignorant of what's going on there, but I started to check them a little bit less. And then this weekend in particular, um, I have not touched Twitter. I logged in once for a client, but I've not, I've not gone to Twitter. And um, I know know what's going on, especially we're filming. You feel better, right? I feel better. I'll I'll tell our audience. You'll hear the show on Wednesday. We're filming on Sunday. So it's three days before the show airs. Um, Yesterday was 9-11. Today's football Sundays. I don't need to go on the Twitter to see 9-11 stuff and football stuff. I'm cool. I'm good. I know what's happening. And I have had more time to get upset about all sorts of different things. Pick up a book. No, I'm joking. I'm less upset. And I will. I, I love that idea of like the instinct to check the phone it could be replaced with the instinct to like maybe pick up the book. What are you reading? I'm not going to tell you because it's the same book I was reading a long time. You just make it I up. I walk around with the book and then I'm like, I could just make it up. I walk around with the book and it's like, oh, I didn't go for a walk yet. Or, oh, I should do this. Or, oh, mm-hmm. I wanted to do that. I didn't call anybody. To, so I'm, I'm reorganizing. It's much better. But I will recommend a book. I don't know if I've mentioned this before in the show. When you and I started our conversation today and, and, peppered throughout the conversation. So that's an analogy. There's mm-hmm. no pepper here, but peppered through is an analogy. And it helps the brain picture things, remember things, have interest. And it and there's a book called I I, capital I is the other, O T H E R. And one would think, how could I be the other? I is me and the other, well, this book is amazing and it's about metaphor. And once you read the book, you will realize every conversation you hear and everything that you read that somebody writes is, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say largely, greatly, mostly metaphor. If you look at individual sentences, most of the sentences that we utilize to explain and express ourselves are metaphors that somebody else wrote or mm. just threw out there and became part of the, of the vernacular and the language. So the, the book is, um, mm. is I is the other, and it's, it's fascinating on many levels. And after you read the book for at least the next six or eight months, you'll be, all you hear is metaphors. You hear the metaphors every time you talk to somebody. And I played a game for a while with myself. How could I say this without using a metaphor? It's impossible. It's fascinating. I really like understanding 
words and communication. So mm. um, I really liked this. And anybody I've recommended the book to has enjoyed it. But sometimes I just want to giggle when I talk to somebody. I'm doing it too. Because it's all, it's like put the cart before the horse. But what is a better way to explain that than like that it. metaphor? And a lot of the that. metaphors are so old, 100, 150 years old, that we don't even know what they meant. So it's fun to look up a metaphor and find out the, the origin. Sometimes it's fun to look up a metaphor and find out the origin. Most times it's um, horrendous because they're rooted in bad things. Well, they are. Most, many times it's racist. Many times. It's antagonistic. Sexist. It's, it's, it's <laughs> everything yeah. is sexist. Maybe uh, women will actually get equal rights someday. Mm. On the books. I will read it. I do like it. I like that little reading rainbow segment. Your recommendation is really cool. It reminds <laughs> me of your, the idea of metaphor as speech is like the idea of society as reality. Like most of us don't really know what reality is. We just know what society is, right? We just know like, oh, in this reality, wake up and go to school, right? Because society is a side we go to school. Not that you shouldn't, but um, it, it's kind of the same, the same through line. Like we're, we're using the like hear the words on a board, choose which ones you want to use to express yourself, right? Yes, and also we make up expectations and we behave as if and we believe that they're reality. Right. And actually they're not. You have a lot more choices. You just fall into patterns. I said to you something about I don't want to, I don't want to, um, well, actually I said this a few times lately. I don't want to go to, to um the thing we're supposed we might have thought we would have gone to by now. I don't want to go to the, the tennis in the desert because oh. I'm avoiding people. Yeah. And I and I the thought of being near like in a stand with a bunch of people is so anathema to me. I just can't I I'm so far away from even thinking about that. And I know people are out and about and doing all this stuff. But I don't have to explain why. I don't have to worry why. I don't have to double think myself. All I have to say is, yeah, I'm not going. I choose to go. But I think a lot of, I think a lot of times people get used to know, I made an appointment, I have to go. Well, actually, if it's not a good day for you to go, you don't have to go. Now, you might choose to go for whatever reasons. Um, so... Reality, you can't pin down reality. That, that's an interesting one. But it keep you busy for your whole life. But it is, it is interesting to look at it through, here's another, to look at it through another lens. Those aren't my words. I just insert the words that come to me to try to express what I mean. And at the end of the day, I don't think people understand what at you're saying. At the end saying. of the day. At, at the end of the day. Well, at the end of the day. Don't understand what you're what you're trying to express anyone at the end of the day is a turn of phrase that is used so often that I am now like weirdly conditioned when I hear it on TV, I say it out loud and we're watching this one reality show that I'm not <laughs> going to discuss. I will not be discussing what show it is. People on the show and there's many of them use the turn of phrase at the end of the day so often that whenever I hear, I say it out loud and I'm basically saying it out loud constantly in the living room because of, so of do they just, hear it so often from each other that they get stuck on it? Um, yeah, I mean, people think of the use of the word literally or the use of, you know, no, whatever the thing is, something becomes 
fashionable becomes, you know, in the, in the speech vernacular. And to your point in this book that I haven't read, it's about using the tools that we've been handed versus like thinking about them for a second. I'm reminded of uh, my dear, dear friend, James, who we should probably have on as a guest one day. I was thinking about James yesterday. I saw him on Instagram. <laughs> we should have James on as a guest, but he has a, he has mm. a, a turn of phrase. He has a, a statement that he's mm. for as long as I've known him, which is over 20 years, about 20 years. Um, we would have met 20 years ago this month, actually. I'm, I'm going to give him a call after this. How do you know that? Um, only because of this recent discussion. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, it's September. Okay. Well, recent discussion around dates and September 11th and 20 years ago and where I was and where things were. So I'm, I'm newly reminded of a couple of anchor dates and friendships and cities and things. James has been using this phrase for as long as I've known him in the context of when everyone's doing a certain thing or certain things, you know, whatever. The phrase is, uh, I'm on a different trip. He goes, I'm on a different trip. We'll go, oh, well, such and so, so and so just did this thing, whatever it is, normal life That's experience things. Had a kid, bought a house, but it could be like, you know, they got this job and they hate it, but they've been there for five years. He's just like, yeah, I'm on a different trip. Like he just wouldn't do that. And he's removed, no criticism. There's the no pressure. negativity. He's not comparing his thoughts to their thoughts, which I'm, I'm learning trip. to do. And I try to I'm use it. Yeah, it's and it's using comments. Thank you. You'll hear me using that. I might come up with a little different word um, than trip, but I mean, it could be experience. It could be you could lesson. Use, you could just plan. use a return of phrase. I may, but I might modify. But anyway, it's that that's wonderful. Yeah. So there's the realities, and there's the society thing <clears throat> in realities, and then some of us, like James, are just like that has nothing to do with me, man. It's cool. It's, it's something to achieve, to strive to achieve. I told you I had somebody I used to be friends with only since we were six years old, but they um, decided that they didn't like me anymore. That's okay. And I would say something, and you know, I have a habit, an experience of getting very, uh, very emotionally involved in things. Giving a I'm shit. Not saying, I'm not saying, what? Giving a shit. <laughs> how and, dare you um, care so much not close on my Virgo but it's at part it, it doesn't hurt part of who I am and um, and I was going on about something and my friend turned to me and said but what do you care and I tend to answer questions when asked another fault of mine and I thought, yeah, what do I care? Yeah, what so do I, I try saying that sometimes. What do I care? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I just stopped caring. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying my best, Ringo. I'm trying to grab onto the things about being a little lighter, floating above it, caring less, taking it less personally, consuming less, being in that flow. And it's uh, that in and of itself is a job. So I'm, I'm, we're doing all right, you know? We're doing great. It's the rest of the world that's and maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe some of our listeners are doing okay too, or doing a little tiny, teeny bit better, knowing that we're all out there trying to do the best we can. And it's it's a this one's a tickle to use a lovely turn up phrase, turn up phrase. 
There was a movie. Turn up for what? Something into Africa. Out of Africa? Something into Africa. Traveling into Africa. I can't come up with it. Um, it's one of these big screen, major extravaganza movies. Sure, it wasn't out and of Africa? I don't know what was out of Africa. Sydney Pollack, 1985, 86. Sydney Pollack? Directed it. Yeah. We could play a game. Maybe Danish it wasn't. Memoir. What? Danish memoir. 17 years in Kenya. I don't know, but in the movie, whatever it is that I'm imagining was called something out of Africa in Africa, um, there was um, a, a, an Indian, um, religious Indian character, and he's dealing with different people, and something happened, and somebody said to him, why didn't you step in and try to stop them? And he said, so I'm here to, to help the world have one more person who takes care of it and is kind to people. And he said, but my, my job isn't to tell them what to do. I can talk to them and maybe encourage them to behave in ways that I think are good, but... Mm. I can't go in and tell them what to do. It was interesting. And, and I thought about that for years. What? It's scientific. It's like the, the documentarian not being able to interfere, the scientists not being able to save the animal. Part of it is, is observing and reporting. If somebody came to him and asked for advice, maybe he would give it. But he wasn't running around fighting other people's battles or influencing. I don't know if this is what he meant, but, but my thought is that when you step in and do something, mm. and sometimes you should, is that you don't know what it will cause to happen. And it could cause something to happen that's worse than what was happening. And just, you don't know what you put into play. Of course, talk about reality. That's, that's the way things are. The same problem with time travel. Same problem with time travel. Right. Right. Which which, by the way, time travel has been somehow fused with teleportation. People go, where would you go, <laughs> where would you go back in time? And they name something. It's like, okay, well, how would you get there? Wait, what do you mean time travel has right, been fused time, with teleportation? All right, time travel. If you could go anywhere in time right now for a visit, knowing you'd come back, where would you go? I can't answer that question. Just take a random answer for the sake of this argument, please. Oh, my God. <laughs> God, 1968, 69. Where? But it's, I don't mean that. Don't come and get me. It's just a tip. Yeah. You want me to just make something? You up? want to be sitting right there in 1968? I don't really want to do this game. I don't really want to want to go back, but. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay. I know. I'm a Virgo. I can't just. start upset you. Around lightly. Well, this is like. For the listeners who might want me to finish my thought, it's, <laughs> it's about the idea that when we say, oh, time travel, uh, go back and stop Hitler, right? Or go back and whatever, yeah. right? And you say, how, how would you get there? That's how they well, go we back. We don't know. Back in time, 
just reverses the clock and gets us to a time. But we'd still be right where you are in that equation. Going back in time to stop Hitler means going to Austria. Well, how would you get to Austria if you time traveled back right now and it was 1930, whatever, 1928, and you were in California? You're saying that if one went back in time right now, boy, right? look at the traffic. That would be a mess. Can you imagine the traffic? Everybody going back in time. And at some point on some day, nobody was here. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Right? Wait, where did everybody go? Wait, did I miss my time travel ticket? Oh, here's a real pickle. What Isn't if right? Funny? What if right now is when everyone came back to, which is why it's so crowded. That explains so much. It explains so much. And yet nothing at all. Somebody <laughs> came back to stop Hitler and ended up with what's his name? I'm not going to say. It. Yeah. Right. Maybe. That I wouldn't say his name. Or like, I can't play anymore. Or like someone tried to go back to stop Hitler and we have like fax machines because of it, right? Like, who knows? But now you've opened up another whole thought about reality. Mm. Maybe we can change a lot of this. We just haven't figured out where that button is yet. The question is, if we could time travel, where are the time travelers? Well, the one school of thought is they live amongst us and we're not aware of it. How? They're all keeping a secret? People can't keep secrets. Well, another same school, school of thought is those people came here and they're the ones that were put into mental institutions and given shock therapy. Huh. So if you ever decide that you know the meaning of reality uh-huh. and you've solved some of the major existential questions of forever, mm-hmm. don't tell anybody because they'll lock you the fuck up. <laughs> they won't believe you. And if you the matrix actually existed and we went in and out of it, well, of course the matrix exists. If some of these scenarios <laughs> existed and we went in and out of them, Yes. The first thing they would teach you before you went was don't tell anybody to put you in a mental institution. That's not a bad point. Or like E.T. (laughs) (laughs) Or what if for the first big chunk of whatever weird time, it was like, don't tell anybody because we'll put you into a mental institution. And then um, Reagan just let everyone out of the mental institutions in the 80s. So it became a moot point. Next time on Everybody the Mother's a podcast, we talk about society coming apart at the seams because of Ronald Reagan's decision to just empty the goddamn mental institutions to save a buck. <laughs> okay, so I don't have the article or data in front of me. That hasn't stopped anyone for anything. <laughs> but you probably know all the details. No, just if you don't have data, if you don't have the data to back up your argument, just scream. That's what we do these days. Wait, I saw that. Where did I see that? I saw that on um, on um, Twitter. Just scream. Know. What was that about yesterday? I, I saw know. that. I this whole thing, and then it's like just scream, and every. <laughs> I did scream last week. 
the first time in a real long time. It actually felt great. Did you really? Oh yeah, I just let loose. It was, it was quite loud. Healthy. I recorded it. All right, but where did you go to scream? You couldn't scream in your apartment. People would, no, they wouldn't call the police. They wouldn't care. <laughs> um, I was in a, I was in the car. We're Los so Angeles. We're Los Angeles. We're Los Angelinos. Do their best screaming. But <laughs> <clears throat> uh, you were saying Matrix is real. <laughs> Major what? The Matrix is real. Something about it being a. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the government released. Oh right. Notice of in 2020, maybe uh, that. Um, yes. They actually do have evidence of flying saucers. I don't remember. Yeah. Did they admit that they had a body or a plane or something? Oh. Something. And um, what? Sorry, I interrupted you, please. They said there was information available. They declassified it. And yes, it's true. Well, I was like really into this until I read that. And then it was like not that interesting anymore. My point is that there, you asked if somebody came here from another time or from another planet. Wouldn't, wouldn't we know? No, we wouldn't know because... Another planet we wouldn't know. Time travelers, we'd know. That, that's humans being expected to keep a secret, which we know they can't do. Other planetary stuff, that's a whole different... I have a whole different... Oh, yeah. Rick, number one rule in time travel is don't tell anybody because it will change the course of history in a bad way. Everybody knows that. I thought the number one rule in time travel was don't don't talk to yourself. Why? So they won't put you in a mental institution? Well, it depends on what reality or what philosophy would <laughs> be. Back to the future concept of time travel, which has been adopted by like way too many stories, suggests that if you meet yourself and you you and yourself sort of touch or discuss things, like the whole thing crumbles. Like that's very like a like a space-time continuum vacuum occurs also just be very awkward yeah but i don't know if that holds water i don't know if that makes any sense at all yeah um <laughs> no definitely doesn't make any idea, sense. but it's a little bit kind of i don't want to say weird but I, I don't i don't know if i want to get into this discussion on, on my thoughts on this well it's not yeah, some people don't think about these things at all it doesn't sound great no, this is the fun stuff. I appreciate that. I just feel like it's never been a better time to be ignorant. So when you want to pick up the news, read a book. You get lost in a book. Books take you away. They take you to farm places. We can't go to farm places now. They teach you about other people's points of view. Mm. Spend more time reading a book. Well, today's show has been brought to you by Books, our new sponsor, Book. Have you heard of Books Book? And, and, and time travelers and take a vacation. Uh, and, oh. Remember what John, John Waters said about uh, books? Back, back in the 80s, 90s, John Waters had a famous quote, the director, he a said... book never killed anybody or something. That if you go to somebody's house the first time and there are no books, do not sleep with them. <laughs> That's great.
That's great. I bet book sales went up. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. I love you. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, We'll be here every Wednesday uh, for your podcasting needs. And don't forget to call your mother. Doesn't it seem?